Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. So we had a rad team go to Tanzania. Where's the team that went to Tanzania? Stephen, come on up here. Um, raise your hand if you're on the Tanzania trip. Is everybody in second service? <laughs> we got a couple back here. We had a radical team. Come on. Going to Tanzania. We had, um, uh, I don't know if you guys were here, but Denny and Sarah, they, we sent them out about a year ago to go and, yeah, last August, and just go. They felt called to, to, to do a school out there, to just be a part of the community. And they have radical testimonies. So we sent a, a team that Stephen led, and he, he's going to share some really cool things because I heard, yes, come on up, some amazing things about this trip. So go ahead, Stephen. Hey guys, so we got back on uh, Sunday after two weeks. It was literally like every time we went someplace, God showed up. It was just amazing. So we're going to share a couple. Uh, Melissa's going to share a couple, and hopefully you feel encouraged by it. But I'm going to let Melissa start out. Hi. (laughs) Um, So the first couple of days we were there, we got into this hospital called Mwenzi Hospital. It's a government-run hospital. Apparently it's hard to get into, but, you know, God moves. And so, side note, the Bethel team got kicked out of that same hospital, so. <laughs> we got like 10 minutes notice, and they're like, come on, we're going now, let's, let's just go. And we just up and went. And we got in with this pastor who apparently has like papers from the government that he's the only one that can go in there. <laughs> and, um, so we went in, and we kind of knew, like, God's up to something. God's going to move. Um, and we went around, and everyone we prayed for got healed. We prayed, we prayed for five people, and five people got healed. I mean, there was no more. They had no more pain. And uh, one of the ones that really stood out to me was this young, like, 17-year-old kid. He was there for low blood pressure. He was, he was getting blood. And um, we prayed for him. He had pain. Uh, I think it was, it was headache, chest pain, and, like, stomach pain. And so after we prayed for him, all the pain was gone. But then, like, Stephen kind of led him in a little, like, look, you can have this relationship with Jesus, and if this ever comes back, I want you to just, like, laugh with him at the pain and he gave like this little teaching and I was like yeah that need, I need we need to activate that and so I was like yeah here I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine Jesus holding your hand and just laughing with you and he did and he just started laughing and laugh and like the pastor started laughing we started laughing we're all started laughing right there in the hospital it was awesome which really touched my heart because like Um, If you know my testimony, I had an encounter with God when I was really young. I've always wanted to be able to give that to someone else, and I never knew how. But it was amazing. And then, then, Tessa comes up, starts prophesying over the guy. She says, you play soccer, don't you? You're a soccer player. And he says, yeah. And she says, and you're a leader in your community. And he says, I'm president of my soccer club. (laughs) So it was just really awesome to be able to, one, heal the guy, two, give him an encounter with Jesus, and then, like, have Tessa prophesy over him, find out he's, like, a leader in the community, and he's going to take that back to his community. So that was amazing. That was amazing. Um, We also went to pray for a group of seniors. I didn't know leprosy still existed. (laughs) And apparently it does. And we prayed for this guy with leprosy. He um, said he could feel the cold in his fingers. Now, when we feel the Holy Spirit, we always feel hot. And even when we were in Africa, all the Americans, like, we would feel heat in our hands or heat somewhere. And then, oh, yeah, leprosy, if you don't know, you lose feeling in your extremities. You can't feel. Um, So, uh, yeah, but all the Africans, when they would feel the Holy Spirit, they would feel cold. They would say, I feel cold on my head. I feel cold on my hands. Like, and he felt cold in his hands. So I don't know why, 
but we feel heat, they feel cold, and we always knew it was the Holy Spirit moving when they said, I feel cold, because there was nothing in Africa that was cold. <laughs> but yeah, the guy with leprosy could feel his hands, and he could feel the Holy Spirit moving with cold on his hands. So that was just two highlights. Just imagine two weeks of that. Um, it was just amazing. Like, and this is, the crazy thing is the same God that's in Africa is the same God here. Like, we get to see those same exact miracles in Orange County wherever we walk. And just how those, those acts of, like, those, when God shows up and heals people, it leads people to God. We went to a, a high school, um, and it was supposed to be the Pentecostal, so this was supposed to be the Christian people because um, they also had Muslims and Catholics and Lutherans. So this was supposed to be, like, the born-again, spirit-filled people. And, you know, uh, we call them up uh, for healing. I think about 13 or 15 kids say that all the pain's gone. But then afterwards, we do an altar call, and, like, 20 kids come up. I'm like, whoa, this is supposed to be the Christian group. And 20, 20 kids, like, half the room gets up to accept Jesus. And so, and again, like, half, like, a lot of the people that were getting healed were the same people that came up to accept Jesus. Um, so when we go out and just pray for people, even if we don't know where it's leading, God does. And that'll open doors for them. We're like, all right, if God's real and he cares about me, then, you know, what else does he, what else does he have in store for me? So I just want to encourage you that. And one other testimony, it's a little bit more practical because sometimes we think God's just like in the heart stuff. And not, um, Our team had some extra money. And so one of the people that Denny and Sarah were working with were, was about to lose a job. And so in his mind, he was about to go to um, just kind of like a dead-end opportunity where, like, it's really hard to get a job in Tanzania. Before Denny and Sarah were there, um, they were able to help him out a little bit. Um, but he was, he was working, he was hustling, he was trying to do everything he could, but he just couldn't, he was making ends meet. And so I think the week after we were leaving, he was expecting to be jobless and to have basically, you know, nothing to provide for himself in the future. But because we had extra money, we were able to help him buy, um, basically it's a picky-picky, it's like a taxi motorcycle. And so, like, we literally, like, we just surprise him, and, like, we bring, we see him with the bike. And so it's crazy that, like, people from halfway across the world showed up with some extra side cash and were able to help him, like, start his own business. Now he's self-employed, making more money than he ever expected to make. <laughs> and so I feel like if there's anyone in the room who's expecting, like, who's facing, like, this impossible situation that, like, I have no way out, I don't know what's going to happen... God might be preparing someone halfway across the world to meet you in the exact moment that you need to. So just take that testimony and hold on to it and just start praising him in advance for everything he's preparing for you. So, yeah. So does that resonate with anyone? Is anyone facing like, a, like an impossible situation? If you just want to stand up, we'll just pray for you real quick. <laughs> Uh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you that you are the provider, that you're the God that shows up when, even when we don't expect it. And we just, we bless everyone here that their situation is not bigger than you are. Their situation is small and compared to the provision that you have for them. And so we bless each and every person here with the provision that they need and the time that they need it. We thank you in advance for everything that you're doing for them. In Jesus' name. <laughs> um, also, I don't know if anyone has any stomach pain that I just felt like that was during worship, but if not, that's fine. <laughs> Keep on. Does that resonate anyone? Stomach pain, stomach issues? Good? No? You have stomach pain? Cool, just the people around you want to lay hands on her? Jesus, we thank you for your daughter. We just cast out any stomach pain right now, any nausea, any pain, any, any confusion has to go right now in Jesus' name. Do you guys feel any change? Not, okay. Um, do you have anything else to add? Just if you get an opportunity to go on a missions trip, you should really go. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's an amazing opportunity. Take it. I think I'm going to welcome, welcome uh, Pastor Chris, Pastor Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> 
Give Jesus a shout. Come on, Jesus, we love you. God, thank you that you're moving in Africa. Thank you that you're moving in America. God, thank you that you're moving in this room. Hey, Stephen, come on back up here. Uh, I don't know where Melissa went. Well, if you want to come back up, you can. We're going to pray for some more people for healing. I just really feel like the Holy Spirit is here. He just wants to do stuff. Uh, during, um, how many guys are your first time here? Just want to see, wave at me. Welcome. welcome, that's a lot of first timers. We welcome you. We honor you for coming. We encourage you guys, you might not know if you're home on the first date, so come back, check us out. It's different every week. Um, God does miracles here. It's incredible. We're so privileged to be family together. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're following Jesus, that means we're family, amen? And if you're not following Jesus, then you're about to be family, amen? You're about to come into the fold. Um, I really felt, dude, before you guys were sharing... I felt like God wanted to heal people with nerve conditions, and I thought it was wild that you shared. I didn't know about someone with leprosy being healed, because if you don't know much about leprosy, leprosy is a deadening of the nerves and then a deadening of um, the flesh to the point where you don't feel anything. So, you know, you, you normally if you, you know, put your hand on the stove, it'll burn, and you'll feel it. You'll be like, ah, you take your hand off. If you had leprosy, you wouldn't even know. You would just leave it there until you smelled hamburger. Um, just like you would smell. So basically leprosy is this really, it's, it's actually not curable. Um, it's been mostly eliminated in the world, but in some nations it still exists. But here in America, I don't know if anybody here has leprosy, but I do believe there's people in the room that have nerve-related issues. Uh, that might be a sciatic nerve issue. That might be a numbness in the hands or in the feet or any type of severed nerve. We've seen so many miracles with nerves being restored. Now, if you know anything about medicine, um, I'm friends with a neurosurgeon. He works at Harvard. Nerves don't regrow. It's impossible. So it's a miracle when they regrow. But if you're here and you have any type of nerve issue, if that makes sense to you, a nerve condition, um, we're not asking to share everything in your history, but I am asking you to just have some kind of nerve issue. Just put your hand up really quick. We're going to pray for you. That's a lot of people. Yeah, go ahead and stand up. Um, the Lord was speaking to me. Go ahead and stand up, all those people that raised their hand. Now, there's no pressure on you whatsoever right now. If you're standing, you already have enough faith to receive a miracle. Why? Because you responded to the fact that God was saying, I want to heal you. So you stood. That's all you got to do right now. If you're around them, stretch your hands towards them. Jesus, when he healed the sick, he didn't actually ask the Father to heal. He said, be healed in Jesus' name. He, well, he was in Jesus' name, so he didn't have to say in Jesus' name. But he would say, be healed. And they were healed. And it says everyone that came to Jesus was healed multiple times through Scripture. You've come to Jesus today. He's the author and perfecter of faith. He has faith for your miracle right now. So if you're around them, I just want you to speak to the condition. Just say, nerve issues go away forever in Jesus' name. Go ahead and pray over them. Just take the next 20, 30 seconds. This is cool. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. That's, that's probably enough that we don't need to pray past the miracle. Now, this is the important part. Um, say standing for just a sec. How many of you are not able to check? Like it's something that you would only feel at night or in the morning or certain times and you couldn't check right now. Just put your hand up. Awesome. If that's you, um, go ahead and sit. The rest of you stay standing. Um, so those of you that raised your hand for that, did you feel something when you received prayer? Did you feel like God's presence or warmth or anything like that? How many of you, wave your hand if you felt God's presence when they, you were receiving prayer? All of you, any of you here, you felt God's presence when you were receiving prayer. If you're standing and you felt God's presence when you received prayer, just wave at me. I just want to see how many of you actually felt something happening. Um, okay, go ahead and check right now. Just do something you couldn't do before. Move around, move your hands, move your neck. Do something you couldn't do before check. Just take the next 20, 30 seconds and check. See, the most important part of a miracle is checking. Why do I say that? Because how do you know if you got a million dollars deposited in your bank account? You have to check. You might be living off of $10 a day and not realize there was a million dollar deposit. That's why we're having some, taking some time to check. So this is the most important part of praying for the sick. So continue to check. How many of you are like, that's crazy. Something's different in my body. Just start to wave your hand over your head really quick, really quick. I want to see. I want to see if it's different in your body. It got so quiet, see, because everybody gets nervous when we do this. Why? Because we're like, oh, I wonder if God's really going to show up. God's already here. He's already doing stuff. Mind you, some of the people, like, they're like, they're like, I think something's happening, but I'm not sure. So you take a little bit more time, and you just check. You relax. God wants this more than you do. There's, like, absolutely no pressure. See, I saw you moving your neck, Justin. Um, do you have neck issues? A pinch nerve. See, I'm having, I feel heat on my neck, while I'm like over here standing here and I feel like 
tingling in my feet as well. So I know God's doing things for multiple people in the room. Just check your neck right now again because I, I believe the Lord's healing you. Just put your hand back there, Michael. Just say, thanks, Jesus. God, we just thank you for what you're doing in the room. We thank you that you are the miracle worker. All right, check again. Do something you couldn't do before if you're standing. Do something you couldn't do. Feel, feel your fingertips, feel your hands, whatever it is. Just check. Take the next 20, 30 seconds to check. If something's different, I just want you to wave your hand over your head. As soon as you find that something's different, you're like, that's, that's really interesting. I don't mind taking time for this. This is awesome. See, it's funny when the Holy Spirit, he says to me, keep going. Do you know why he says keep going? Because he wants this more than we do. He wants this more than we do. It's not, you know, Stephen's anointing that heals the sick or Chris's special power. It might be Melissa's. No, I'm kidding. It's the power of Jesus Christ, and he lets us share in his ministry. So we're just taking a few moments just to pray for these conditions around the room. Um, How many of you, when you received prayer, you could feel God's presence touching you? Just wave. Just want to see. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So see people, people are waving their hands. This is awesome. Stay standing for just another few seconds. So what, what's going on with you? You had some kind of nerve issue? The rest of you just stay standing for just a second. You can't feel the right side. So it's Bell's palsy. Is that what it's called? Or is it something like that? It's from a car accident. How long ago were you in a car accident? Three years ago. You were riding a bike. Dude, come on up here for just a sec. You guys could sit there. There's the rest of you that are receiving prayer. So what can't you normally feel? It's just like in a certain part of your face? Right. I have a titanium plate here and here. Titanium plate. And I just can't feel just the whole right side. The whole right side you can't feel. No, no problem for Jesus. I know. No problem. <laughs> so did you, so is, it, is the nerve cuts, it's from where they did surgery on your face? Right. My cheek um, completely um, came down on the side of my face, and my eye was receding back in my head. And they had to put my whole face back together. Oh, my gosh. And well, so I'm, I'm a miracle right now. You're a miracle right now. Right. Well, he's already a miracle. Do you, guys, do you guys think that God could do more? Do you guys want to watch Jesus heal our friend right now? Just stretch your hands towards our friend. Come around, Stephen. Melissa, just come around. So it's just not. I'm just going to put my hand by your face like this. I'm not going to touch your face. You're going to start to feel God's presence fill you right now. Just close your eyes. Yeah, there it is. It's power of God on you. In Jesus' name. Do you, see, do you notice how he's starting to tremble a little bit? That's because the power of the Holy Spirit's on him. Now, you guys can do this at home, okay? God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Now, I've seen the Lord Jesus dissolve metal out of hundreds of people in meetings that we've been in, whether I was praying or I was just in the room. Hundreds of people, metal disappear, pins, screws. We've seen it happen here at church. It's, it's very normal for God to remove things that limit and inhibit. So, what are you feeling right now, my friend? Um, tightness in my face, and it actually feels worse. It feels worse. Oh, that's good. That's interesting. That's awesome. Just stretch your hands towards our friend. This is good. Well, in Jesus' name, we command all affliction to leave right now. I bind your power the power of trauma that came against you in that accident. We break its power. We release forgiveness. We release truth. We release joy over your body right now in Jesus' name. We just thank you for feeling coming back to your face right now. Feeling return right now. Go ahead and uh, feel your face for me. Tell me what's different. Um, doesn't really feel any different. It's, I can't really feel my skin, but um, it's strange because my bones can, like, feel my skin. Right, if that makes sense. Um, but What are you feeling right now in the rest of your body? Um, I noticed you were trembling earlier. That's why I asked. Nervous. nervous. Okay. Yeah, stand a bunch of other people. Guess what? Guess what? I feel nervous, too. Yeah. It's okay. What's your name, bro? Greg, just stretch your hands towards Greg. We'll just pray for him again. I just, you guys, God is so good. 
See, we feel all this pressure around this stuff. God doesn't feel any pressure. Do you think, like, Jesus walked around, he's like, oh, I wonder if God's going to do something today. Father, I really hope you show up. Like, he didn't, he didn't feel that way. So we don't have to feel that way, too. So, God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Greg, Lord, we just thank you for your love. Lord, we just thank you for your power just surging through our brother right now. God, we just command all the feeling to return right now. Command it all to come back. In Jesus' name. Check right now again and tell me what you're noticing different. popping out a little bit more. <laughs> Stretch your hand one more time. I'll just pray one more time for him. <laughs> this is awesome. You're doing great. You have tons of faith. Father, we just thank you for what you're doing. God, we thank you. That's the anointing right there, just touching you. When I say the anointing, I mean God's power, his presence. Jesus healed everyone who came to him. God, we just thank you, Lord, right now for your miracle power. Do me a favor. Have a seat on the front row for a few minutes. You guys sit with them and just hang out for just a little bit. The reason I'm going to have him do this is because now the pressure's off and he just gets to sit in what the Holy Spirit's doing and gets to feel what God's doing with him. Um, I feel like we're supposed to keep going for more stuff. Why? Because I'm a bulldog. I, I know who Jesus is, and this is, this is what we're going to do. Um, is there anyone here you had some type of, oh, you got something happening over here? What's going on? Come up here. Come up, bring up her up here. I want to hear. This is awesome. Come on up, so. Come on up with her. Hi, what's your name? Uh, Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Where are you from? Long Beach. Long Beach. Welcome. That's not too far of a drive. What, what, what happened to you? Uh, I had an accident like two months ago. I sort of grinded my middle finger in a juicer, the blade. <laughs> so my middle finger, so I had a trauma on the rest of other finger. I had an accident on my middle finger, but my other fingers were like traumatized. So the, I was in sort of really extreme pain. But uh, she prayed for me. And all the pain is gone. Wow. <laughs> give Jesus a shout. That's amazing. Come on, give Jesus a shout. Come on, that's awesome. When I started praying for her, um, I didn't know, but I laid hands on her hand, and she said she couldn't feel it, right? You couldn't feel in the, in the, in the, in the, in the pain. Yeah, and then the more we started praying, the spirit just fell over her really strong, and she looks at me, and she's like, it's gone. I don't know. Come on. That's awesome. That's awesome. We didn't pay you guys 20 bucks to do this, right? Just making sure. Some people are like, is this real? I don't even believe it. You see, those thoughts come into our heads. You know where those thoughts come from? Hell. Do you know that believing in miracles is the most natural thing for a Christian to do? If you say, if we say that we're a follower of Jesus Christ, that we actually believe in Jesus, then we believe that a man who was God in the flesh walked the earth 2,000 years ago. God himself came in the flesh, was born in a manger, born of a virgin, that's a miracle, born in a manger, raised up. Holy Ghost came upon him, started doing miracles, was killed, crucified by his own people, became our sin, and on the third day rose again from the dead. We believe in miracles if we say we're Christians. So to believe in miracles today is actually very easy for Christians. The only reason it hasn't been easy for many of us is we've been taught wrong. We've been taught out of belief. We've been taught unbelief. So the thoughts that come into our heads of like, oh, is that real? Or they're just exaggerating. Those are coming from hell. They're not coming from God. They're not even coming from you. 
So I'm gonna pray for you right now. I feel like God wants to break off unbelief off of people right now. Now, I'm not gonna have you raise your hand because that might be all of us in the room, but um, I'm gonna pray and God's actually gonna do something supernatural right now to many of you in the room. I know we haven't even jumped into the scripture. We haven't even jumped into the word. We actually have jumped into the word. His name is Jesus. This is the word. This is Jesus and every miracle is a sermon. But Father, I just bless all those here. In Jesus' name, I break the power of unbelief off of people's lives. I break the power of false teaching that says that Jesus doesn't do things today that he used to do. And I release truth into your heart and truth into your spirit that the miracle working God is still alive today, that he's alive, that Jesus is alive. That's why miracles are important because they prove that he's alive. See, miracles don't give witness to a minister. They give witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. They don't give witness to a sermon. They give witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. Acts 4.33, great signs and wonders gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. So God, I just bless everyone here. I, I feel like God wants to heal more people with some type of uh, head traumas or things with accidents. Does this make sense? You're pointing at somebody. It's something. Yeah. Is there anyone here that had any type of accident, like a car accident or any type of head trauma? Just put your hand up right now. So he's one. Anyone else? Go ahead. The rest of you just stand up. Just stand up really quick. Last week, we had a gal healed at another church. She was in a car accident months before, and the only thing that was left was a shoulder problem. Now, she was totally healed. Now, this is going to sound really weird, but during the meeting, two people in the meeting said, you went over to her and prayed for her. One said, I heard you do it because she was on the floor crying, and she said she heard me pray for her, and the other one went over, said she watched me go pray for her. The only problem is me and the girl that had the shoulder problem, neither of us actually said that happened. We like, we're like, I never prayed for her. And she's like, he never prayed for me. He never came over to me. He never said a word about me or my shoulder. But two people saw it in the meeting. Now, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they saw an angel or they, I don't know what happened. They time traveled. I don't know what happened. But I said, well, do you have a problem? She said, yeah, I have a problem with my shoulder. I said, well, let's pray. And she ended up getting totally healed. Now, I have no idea how that happens. That was really weird. But God wants to do more today. So stretch your hands towards these that are standing. In Jesus' name, is it a shoulder issue from the car accident? You have shoulder issue too? Yeah. A dance injury. Okay. And it's in, into that area? Yeah, okay. No problem. God's already touched you. Moving around right now. I believe the Lord's already healed you. Just check it right now. The Spirit of God's on you right now. It's awesome. How would you know? Oh, feel, feel the compassion of God. God, we just love what you're doing. Lord, you love people so much. Lord, you love people. Can you find it? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's awesome. It's really warm, you said? Where is it warm? Everywhere. Thank you, Lord. It feels great right now? How long have you had an injury in your neck for in your shoulder? Seven months. Did it hurt all the time? It hurt all the time. What would normally hurt? Like moving your arm, moving your neck? That would hurt. And it doesn't hurt now. This is amazing. You guys are watching miracles happen in front of us. This is amazing. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Lord, we love your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Come on. What's your name? Whitney. So you had an injury, a dance injury. You had a dance injury seven months ago. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Uh, we, we were rolling on the floor, and I just did it way too fast, and it just went, and I've gone to physical therapy, and it hasn't really helped, so. Wow, and so right now you don't feel any pain. Yeah, I'm feeling good. You guys give Jesus a shot. This is amazing. Um, Now, to some of us, this is still offensive. Do you know why? Because we've been lied to. Like, God's doing miracles in the room. If we can't rejoice in the fact that God's healing someone else, there's something wrong with the position of our own hearts. 
There's something wrong. And so God wants, you know what God does? He actually does miracles to offend us. Why? Because he offends our minds to reveal our hearts so that grace can come and bring transformation to our life. How many of you, like, you need a breakthrough in your life, yet you watch someone else around you get a breakthrough? It's offensive, isn't it? It's offensive. But see, if we learn how to rejoice in what's happening with other people, then there's no longer any barriers in our own lives to the things that God wants to give us freely. Now, some of us, this is, this is actually really good. Um, some of us really need to hear these words. There's people in the room that have been dealing with things for a very long time, and maybe you've been prayed for hundreds of times for different things. The Lord still wants to heal you, and he doesn't want to heal you on a special day when the right minister comes or when you know, the right message is preached or when your family's here to see you get healed or when everything is all in alignment. You know, the stars are in alignment in Christ Jesus in his resurrection. The stars are already aligned in our favor breakthrough has a name. His name is Jesus. We don't have to wait for another day. The day of salvation is always today. Today is the day. Well, Chris, then how come I haven't received the thing I'm longing for? Well, the reason why we haven't received the thing we're longing for is many times because we haven't heard the word of faith preached to us that Jesus Christ is alive and that he is here. I don't have to make reasons why people are still sick. I focus on why people are healed. See, if we focus on why miracles do happen and why Jesus does save and does deliver, we'll actually experience more. But if we focus on what hasn't happened and what isn't happening or what didn't happen for me, we'll experience less. Why? Because that's the pathway of unbelief instead of the pathway of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We heard a couple testimonies of healing. It would have been wrong for us to not pray for the sick after hearing miracle testimonies. Why? Because faith is released when the testimony is released. You could feel God's presence in the power of the testimony. This wasn't the message I was going to preach this morning. Go with me to Philippians chapter 2. Go ahead. You got a testimony? You have something going on? Go ahead. Just share from where you're at. What's You, you have a... Hi. I just wanted to share with you guys because, can you guys hear me? Should I? Okay. I felt like the Lord wanted me to share this with you. It was a breakthrough that I received. Um, a healing actually was quite a while ago, but I feel like he wants to use his testimony to just continue to increase faith in the room. So I was in a lot of pain. I had a ovarian tumor, and it was so painful um, that I, they wanted to operate right away, but I just felt like God wanted to heal me. And I didn't want to lose my ovary because I wanted to have kids, you know. So, um, so anyways, I was just like seeking the Lord for like three months, just like going to every healing prayer room. And just I had dreams, actually, that your brother helped me interpret. James helped me interpret a dream. And, I, and you prayed over me at one point during this healing process. And I was continuing to feel pain. And um, it was like three days before my surgery was scheduled because they're like, if we don't operate, it could be like ovarian cancer. It could spread to like stage four in a matter of days. You know, like we want to get this out of there. And I was just like, okay, fine. And so it was the day of my ultrasound. And they were doing the ultrasound and I had incredible pain. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm not healed. You know, like my heart just began to sink, and I was just getting ready for the surgery, and the morning of my surgery, um, my nurse practitioner called me, and she said, I don't know what to tell you, but there's no sign of any tumors on your ovary, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) yeah, the Lord did an incredible, I just began to weep and weep, I remember sitting in my car outside of my work, just weeping and just praising God, and I haven't felt pain since that day. And so I just wanted to declare, maybe there are some of you that are feeling pain. And I feel like I'm a nurse now by trade. That whole experience made me go back to nursing school to just learn. But I feel like God wants to free you of your pain. And he wants to start it with that unbelief that he's sharing. And I couldn't sit back there and not share this with you guys because I feel like it's more than just like an understanding. It's like a physical healing to go in and remove unbelief. And it's a fear that 
that is gripping and grabbing you and causing you to feel pain and other things in your body. And I feel like he wants to come right now and he just wants to remove the, the pain and he wants to heal you from the inside out. So come on. I want to pray for anyone here. If that made sense to you or you just want prayer for healing, we're watching our Lord heal people in the room. We're watching him touch people one by one. More starting to happen every moment. If you want prayer for healing, just stand right now, really quick, quickly, anyone in the room, any type of physical issue whatsoever, any type of physical issue. Awesome. If you're around them, go ahead and plop a hand on their shoulder. That way you get to participate. You get to co-labor with Christ. Aaron, Aaron, is it in your back? Your foot? Okay. I just, when you stood, I started feeling stuff in the back. Um, Yeah. If you're around them, just go ahead and pray for more over them. Just command physical issues to leave, command pain to go. Yeah, in Jesus' name, we rebuke infirmity. We rebuke trauma. We rebuke pain. We rebuke cancer. We command cancer to die. We command tumors to disappear right now in Jesus' name. There's people being healed right now of knee issues, um, bone on bone, and even the left knee. The Lord Jesus has healed you, sir. Um, there's someone being healed of a neck issue. There's someone being healed of a spinal issue. There's um, the L5 and L6 vertebrae. There's like an expansion happening in your back right now in Jesus' name. The shoulder's being healed right now in Jesus' name. Um, breast tissue is being healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, we just thank you for those feet too that Aaron, Aaron said he had an issue with his feet. My feet are on fire as I'm standing here. So we just thank you for healing his feet in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. All right, those of you that are around them, I want you to say, hey, can you check right now? Is there a way you could check? And just help them check for the next 20, 30 seconds. Just help them check. Just help them do what they couldn't do before. Focus on what is different. Don't focus on... See, some people are like, well, it feels like 10% better. You know, 10% better is... is a big difference if you've been in a lot of pain. And then all of a sudden it's 20%. Then all of a sudden it's 50. Then all of a sudden all the pain's gone. Focus on what's different. Why? Because that's giving thanks. You guys, this is a sermon for all of life. This is not just a sermon for a healing service. Focus on what's different. Focus on what God is doing and you'll always be encouraged. This is a sermon for all of life. Yeah, in Jesus' name. How many of you, you're like, that's crazy. My body's different since we prayed. Just wave both hands over your head right now. I just want to see. One, two, three, four, five. Thank you, Father. Keep waving. Keep them up. Don't put them down. Don't put them down if it's different. All right, the rest of you, just pray one more time for those that are still standing. In Jesus' name, we just thank you for what you're doing. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We command all physical issues to go in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. God's touching your belly. In Jesus' mighty name, we just thank you for what you're doing. We just thank you for what you're doing. Breathing issues are being healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Check one more time. And if you were healed the first time or the second time, I want you to wave both hands over your head. Just want to see. One, two, three, four. Not everybody's paying attention, but it's okay. This is awesome, you guys. Yeah, so check, check again. And if you're like, that's different. I just got healed. Something's different in my body. Just wave both your hands over your head. Wave them. I just want to count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Thank you, Father. That's amazing. Can we give Jesus a shout? All right. Go with me to Philippians chapter two. I'm just going to read through this. Um, keep receiving if you received prayer in the meeting, I love the testament that Jess just shared. She received prayer, and as she went, she was healed. If you just received prayer, know that something is different. Why? Because before you received prayer, you might have had a level of faith in your life. But after you received prayer, faith like a seed was deposited into your being. Now, sometimes... When you order a tree to get planted in your backyard, they might deliver a whole fully grown tree with fruit on it. Other times, they might deliver a little shrub. Some of you might have just gotten a little shrub. But as you water that shrub, over the next couple days, you're thankful. You watch. You check. Watch what happens. 
Um, we had a testimony here, last testimony on this, on this vein, then we're going to Philippians chapter 2. We had a testimony here of someone that did not stand when a word was called out for their physical issue. They had an incurable disease. But they're like, I don't think God could do that. I don't know where my faith isn't there. I'm not going to stand. As they're sitting in their chair during the service, they started to feel warm all over their body as corporate prayer was going on, and they started to cry. They ended up going out after, that, after the, this meeting, after this time, and they found later that day and through the coming months that they were totally healed of an incurable disease. We might get to hear, that's incredible. I just tell you, God's faith is bigger than your faith. See, God is interested in our faith. He's interested in us growing in faith. Why? He said, will I find faith on the earth? Now, faith works through love, and when you start to experience God's love, faith can't help but grow. So God's interested in faith. Why? Because he wants our faith to grow so we can begin to serve those around us with the faith that he's given us. But many times we come to God without faith at all. Faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. And he's giving it out today. Amen? All right, Philippians chapter 2. I'm just going to read through it and then land the plane. Paul said, give yourselves to the public reading of Scripture. Thank you. In verse 1, Philippians chapter 2, Paul says, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, and if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let no thing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, But in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem others as better than himself. Let each of you look not out for only your own interests, but also the interests of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Let me explain that to you. Being in the form of God, Jesus was in the form, he was equal with God. He was God. It would not have been robbery, it would not have been wrong for him to go around saying, I am God, I am really important, I made you. But instead, verse 7, he made himself of no reputation. He took the form of a bondservant, and he came in the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only name by which we can be saved. We sang the song earlier. How do, the, how do the words go? Jesus, the only one who could ever save. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up our eyes in wonder. You see, when we look at Jesus, the eyes of our hearts start to get opened. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, given the name above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. See, not at the name of a church or of a ministry or of a famous person. We go to, we go to events, you know, for, for concerts and things like that, and we can shout and we can scream in a concert, but we can't shout and scream in church. Why? Because of the fear of man. The fear of man leads to a snare, but those who trust in the Lord will be safe. God's presence delivers us from the fear of people. In his presence, there's strong confidence. That's why we give room for the miraculous. Why? Because only God can heal the sick. Only God can do miracles. But when we allow his presence to move, miracles can't help but happen and faith can't help but be imparted. Every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Has anybody ever been stumbled by that verse? Maybe a little bit. Do you know what this verse is about? This verse is about 
understanding what's freely been given to you in Christ and being fearful and trembling with that understanding. Why? Because there's all kinds of messages in the world that would try to dilute the free gift of reconciliation in Christ Jesus, that would try to dilute the free gift of salvation, that would try to dilute and make your salvation based on your own efforts instead of upon the finished work of Christ. Is this okay? For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Do all things without complaining and disputing. That's a good sermon right there. That you may become blameless and harmless. Children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in the world. Turn to your neighbor and say, you shine. Holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, Paul is actually in jail when he's writing this to his beloved people. I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. Isn't it interesting that Paul is in prison when he's writing these verses to us? He's in a situation where he feels totally bound, he feels totally trapped. Yet here he is saying, rejoice with me. I don't mind saying the same things again. I have really good news for you. Jesus is alive. It's interesting how many times in our own lives we can feel trapped, we can feel alone, we can feel like we're not enough, yet we lose sight of the fact that he has freely given us eternal life that he has freely given us all things that pertain to life and godliness, that he has freely given us full access to joy everlasting, joy that actually overcomes the circumstances of our life. See, joy doesn't ignore dysfunction. It doesn't ignore pain. It overcomes it. I'm going to say that again. Joy doesn't ignore pain. It doesn't ignore discomfort. It overcomes it. That's why Paul says multiple times in his epistle to the Philippians, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So maybe some of us in this room, we need a full baptism of joy again. This baptism happened in Acts chapter 2. Jesus made a promise to his followers. He says, I'm going to the Father, but I'm going to send another comforter the Holy Spirit. And he's not just going to be with you, he's going to be in you. See, Jesus was a comforter. Jesus was one that ran into dysfunction and brought healing, ran into brokenness and brought forgiveness, ran into pain and brought wholeness. The Holy Spirit is like Jesus, but the Holy Spirit actually gives witness to Jesus because the Holy Spirit's humble. The Holy Spirit speaks of Christ. Jesus speaks of the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit speaks of Jesus. Isn't that awesome? You ever go around a humble person? They don't speak about themselves. They speak about other people. See, humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. I'm going to say that again. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. That's why Paul says, look at Jesus. You see, humility is not something we can work at on our own initiative, our own volition. Humility comes by seeing who Jesus is. Jesus said, come and learn of me, for I am meek and humble of heart. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy easy and my burden is light. Come and learn of me. When we start to see who Jesus is, when we start to see that Jesus is the kind of person that associates with the lowly, Jesus is the kind of person that dives into the midst of our brokenness. Everyone in this room, you could not have come to Christ. Christ actually came to you. You couldn't come to Jesus. Jesus came to you. You heard his message and faith was imparted. The gospel is not the news of something that might happen one day in the future. It's the good news of something that's already happened to us in Christ Jesus. It's the good news of what Jesus did that you could never do. It's the good news of the Savior of the world has come to us and liberated us from all brokenness. As we behold that message, we become that message. As we behold that truth, we walk in it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. As we behold that way, as we walk in that way and behold that truth, we behold the goodness of our Father, the free gift of everlasting life. 
I'm going to share this story and land the plane. I get, I get accused a lot of not being vulnerable. But the only problem is my vulnerability isn't going to heal anyone. Only Christ's vulnerability can heal. I'm going to share a story. I was on a uh, trip one time, and I was super frustrated. I was on this bus, and I was feeling super frustrated because we're just getting driven around on this tour bus, and we're being driven through Israel. Anybody ever been to Israel before? I'm like here, and I'm like, God, you want to save people. You want to heal people, and here I am doing a tour. I don't care about just going to these sites. I want to see Jesus at these sites. People are coming here to have an experience with you, Jesus, and they're leaving thinking, wow, I just went to this tour site. I want to see miracles happen on the tour. I want to see Jesus' name preached on the tour. I want to see people get saved on the tour. So I'm on the bus, and I'm super frustrated. I'm like just over it. I'm like, I don't want to be on this bus anymore. But the Holy Spirit, he spoke to me, and he said, Chris, how about you just enjoy my presence in the journey? Chris, how about you enjoy my presence in the journey? So I just made up my mind. I'm just going to enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit. God, you're with me all the time. I'm just going to hold my hands out right now. I'm just going to feel your love for me. I'm going to feel your joy. And I just, I just made that decision, and my heart just began to be warmed with the presence of the Lord. My hands began to tingle. My face began to tingle. I started to feel waves of God's love for me. Then you know what started to happen? Miracles started to happen. Why? Because when you invite the miracle worker to take over, miracles start to happen. I preached a few weeks ago about Peter and how Peter denied the Lord three times, but when the Holy Spirit came upon him, he stands up and 3,000 people get saved. See, something happens. The Holy Spirit pours abroad in our hearts the love of God. The Holy Spirit makes the love of God real to us, his presence. How many of you guys have felt the Holy Spirit before? How many of you guys would say, I've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Now, see, Jesus said, I, you're going to be baptized with water. John baptized with water, but not many days from now, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. See, when you get baptized in water, you get wet, but when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get the love of God pouring abroad in your heart and ministering through you to the world around you. I'm going to end the service with this. Um, why don't you guys just stand? We're just going to pray. Um, I want to give an invitation. If you have never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, if the prayer team would just come up, prayer team, come on up. If you've never been baptized with the Holy Spirit, maybe you don't know what that means. Well, baptism in water is your old man is buried in Christ. Baptism in the Holy Spirit is your entire being is consumed with the love of God. If you're here and you've never had that experience, I'm going to invite you to come up in just the next few moments as we dismiss the service because God wants to touch you with his presence and you're never going to be the same. If you're also here and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus or you're here and you would say, Chris, you know what? I walked away from a decision that I made a long time ago. The things, the cares of this life have overtaken me. If that makes sense to you, I'm also going to invite you up to the front at the end. You just come on up and say, I want prayer. If you need a prayer for healing or a prayer for more miracles, you can come on up as well. We're just going to continue to pray. I'm just going to pray a corporate prayer and close the service. So, Father, we just thank you that your grace is sufficient. God, we thank you that you are a miracle-working God, that you're doing things that far exceed all that we can ask, think, hope, or imagine. God, many of us in this room are like me on that bus. We feel like we're trapped, but the reality is we're actually on a tour. We feel like we're trapped, but the reality is we're actually on a tour. We're on a miracle-working tour with Jesus. And as we invite his presence into that tour, into that ride, his presence begins to take over, his river begins to flow, and joy begins to manifest in every year of life so that we, like Paul, could be in a place where we feel like we're in shackles and chains, but those shackles and chains never hold on to our spirit or our soul. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We bless you guys. We let you go. If you want to be baptized Holy Spirit, come forward. If you want prayer for healing, come forward. If you want anything, just come forward, okay? And just talk to the prayer team. We're just going to pray. Just come quickly. Just come. So we love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.